Welcome to the My Rules of Bed podcast. I'm Tom Barbele. Uh I normally record podcasts on a Sunday, but this Sunday I found my bed again. <laughs> Got some serious napping in Sunday afternoon instead of recording a podcast. I, I feel no guilt, ladies and gentlemen. I feel no guilt at all. My podcasting room is in a state where I could almost start doing battle reports again. Things are getting very good, but I wanted to record this podcast because I talked last podcast recording specifically about rewriting the just plain chaos rules in software and what could I possibly learn from this. And I've thought about this because it's a relatively dry topic and this is probably the most exciting this podcast is going to get, but it's a relatively dry topic. And I thought, what can I do here for the listeners to point out why this is an important thing? So I was looking at one particular section of the Just Plain Chaos Rules. This relates to a bullet is fired, what part of the body does the bullet hit? And I had some rules which said on 2d6, 2 to 5 hit the legs, 6 to 9 hit the body, 10 to 11 hit the arms, and 12 hit the head, rolling 2d6. And this worked out pretty well in the game, and I thought, well, I don't really want to manipulate that. But as I was putting in this thing in software, it occurred to me... 2 to 5 for the legs, that's 2, 3, 4, 5, that's 2 possibilities, 1 for each leg. And the arms are 10 and 11, which is 1 for each arm. And I thought, wow. So I immediately reduced the need for one dice roll, and I've played this game repeatedly. Rolling for the left leg, right leg, is just so boring and so useless. But then, as it should, what caught me is the probability so the probability of a 2 being rolled is 1 in 36. The probability of a 12 being rolled is 1 in 36. And they increase numerically up to 7, which is 6 in 36, which means you've got a 1 in 6 chance of rolling a 7, and then everything kind of drops back 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 on either side. So I thought to myself, okay, if I calculate what the... In fact, I didn't do this. I did this after the fact. So let me just say... What I was looking at initially was how can I break up these numbers that make sense associated with like, you know, a four or a 10, for example, could be, you know, left side, right side of something. So I started looking at how these numbers were put together and I realized that I needed to do five sixths was about the kind of leg hitting and then about three sixths was the arm hitting and I had various things that I was going through to work out the ratios for hitting. And I got quite complicated into it. I looked at things like, well, what if the arms are up? Like the surface area is smaller when the arms are up. Or what if a person is prone? You know, prone facing towards someone, you've got far more likely chance to hit them in the head if you get a shot in and body and what have you. And I thought, this is all way too complicated. And what I was returning to was the notion of these numbers having probabilities going from one to six out of 36. So independently of this thought, I thought, okay, two legs, five sixths, five thirty-sixths each, arms, three thirty-sixths each. So that works out to be six and eight. They're both five thirty-six. And well, if I wanted it to be like three thirty-six, that would be four and ten. So if we divide the left and the right, let's make the low numbers the left and the high numbers the right, then we have worked out three is like left arm, six is left leg, 
8 is right leg and 10 is right arm. So that's just the probabilities of rolling 2. Then the head is 12 and the body is everything else, which works out to be the body being 1936. Now the previous calculation where you did the roll after the fact for left and right, the body was 2036. And I think the difference between 1936 and 2036 isn't that great but you eliminate a dice roll in that process. So what I was able to do just through writing it in software is look at the mathematics in a different light to perform a simplification. Now you'll notice there's no discussion of easy dice here. I'm moving away from easy dice to do this software rewrite, but this has indicated something where I've actually simplified the rules based on putting it in software. And I wanted to provide that as an example just to give some sense of where this software thing is going. One of the benefits of this thing is that you can run thousands of games, look at a variety of different components, run weapons against weapons, and see distances and, you know, two participants with, you know, rifles versus three participants with submachine guns at various distances, and look at the effects of cover and all this other kind of stuff. So you can create in simulation form all the possible iterations of the game and just run it through permutations. This is an interesting example because this is the reverse happening. This is just looking at numerical analysis and writing it out to find a simplification in the game. So I put in a few hours. If you go to gitlab.com slash barbelay, which is my name, it ends in a T, slash just plain chaos, or one word, no capitalizations, you'll get to the software that I'm writing associated with this thing, and it gives you a, you know, an understanding of what I'm doing, basically. One of the ideas that you get in software is this notion of code coverage. And what that means is that once you've written the software, you run the software and you see how much of the software is actually being run through running it. Like you've written a certain amount of software, you run the software, is all that software that you've written being used or is some not being used, this kind of stuff. And I think there's an interesting principle here with regards to the stuff I'm trying to do as well, that once I've written all the rules in and I, you know, conduct various battles, I can see what part of the rules aren't really being exercised. Like, are there rules that are just extraneous or, you know, all these possibilities come through this thing. So apologies if this seems a little eclectic. I'm going to try to narrate this thing a little bit piecemeal. But um, other bits of news. Well, Fred Reed's orc thing, <laughs> pain boy creation arrived today this evening in fact and i unwrapped it much to the chagrin of my wife who just came to the sense that clearly this was something that was far too elaborate and expensive looking for me so even though my room is tidy it is now perched on top of a shelf for when i do the video walkthrough of my podcasting room so i can show it as a an artifact which is really what it is so as i continue to find things like the simplification that i found yesterday evening I'm going to record podcasts according to what I find. So stay tuned for more excitement. It can only get drier, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Babalay in San Jose, signing out.